Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, they have power. Okay, no problem. But they do not have media right power. You heard? Congratulations, Naz. First of all, the question everybody wants to know the answer to, why was this such an ugly fight? Yeah, it's true. I've got, I've got earth devastating power. Beyond this earth, like my power crush old feelings, crush old world. What are you feeling right now? Uh, hold on, man. Hey, Dad, brush my hair one time. Oh, hey, Pop, come brush my hair. Welcome to another episode of Tough Talk Tuesday. As always, I'm your host, Lucas Biggers. Alongside me will be Jules and Robert. Um, thank you for joining the show. Uh, we have a special guest also, uh, pound for pound fighter, Sergey Kovalev. How's it going, guys? Hi, how are you? Thank you for uh, coming on the show. We definitely appreciate it. want to get into uh, some kind of get-to-know-you questions before we get to the real meat of the uh, Can you tell me kind of who, who inspired you as a, a young Russian growing up? Sugi? Yeah. Do you what was the question? Can you, can you please repeat, sir? Sure. Um, before we get into kind of the meat of the interview, I was wondering kind of who inspired you growing up? Uh, you know, like, I just, uh, I just, uh, I really love to fight uh, on the streets, you know, when I grew up and uh, close, very close from my house, uh, from my building when I live, uh, was a boxing gym, you know, and uh, I just, uh, uh, I, I didn't know about this, you know, and my uh, classmate, uh, classmate uh, one day invited me in this boxing gym, like, just uh, try to boxing, and after this, I started to to do boxing. Okay, interesting. Um, I also kind of wanted to get your feedback um, on Andre Ward's retirement. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, you know, like I'm, I'm really happy that uh, I I'm really happy that I got again opportunity to fight for the title and right now <laughs> you uh, titles are locations, located you know and this very good for the boxing uh, in, in our division will be new champions and uh, someday we can uh, we can do uh, unification fight again you know but uh, underworld is a he's a boring fighter, you know, like and uh, right now <clears throat> boxing uh boxing fans should to see uh, much more interesting fights, you know, like and I will try to 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 do uh, to to I, I will try to do everything to give for the boxing fans interesting fights. Well, you you never really uh, fail to do that. I mean, it, all your fights have really been interesting so far. Um, now, with the the first Andre Ward fight, we definitely believe that you won that first fight. Um, there's the majority, I would say, of media saw you win in the first fight. The look on Andre Ward's face at the end of the first fight even made me believe that he thought that you won that first fight. Uh, the second fight, obviously, he was hitting you you a little bit low, um, but he 
ended up with the pound for pound accolades. People were putting him on as number one. Um, but honestly, a lot of other people thought that you should be number one. Do you think you deserve that number one spot pound for pound? You know, yes. Uh, I know that, and everybody knows that uh, I won the first fight, and the uh, second fight was uh, crazy. Uh, stoppage, you know, like, uh, yes, I looked very, very bad in the second fight, but I don't know what happened with me exactly, like, five minutes before the, uh, when I got into the ring, you know, like, and, uh, but I, I don't feel the, uh, I don't feel that I nervous a lot or something you know something wrong was with my body uh, as I got something like uh, maybe you know like drunk uh, wrong water or something you know like but what happened is happened it's already history right now I'm looking in the I'm looking forward to get one of my belts in my next fight. November 25th against uh, Slava Shabransky. Uh, WBO title uh, was my first belt in my boxing uh, career, you know. And I I want to repeat my uh, bu- uh, my success, you know, in the second uh, in the second uh, like uh, in the se- second opportunity. This opportunity very great for me, you know, like, and uh, God blessed me and gave this opportunity to be champion again. I'm very happy. New chapter All in right. my boxing career. Looking forward to watch that chapter. I'm going to go ahead and actually hand you off to another writer. Uh, his name is Jules. He has some questions for you as well. Uh, Jules, whenever you're ready. Yes, yes, I'm ready, Lucas. First and foremost, Sergey, thank you once again for taking this time. Uh, out of your schedule for to speak with Heavy Bag Boxing, we we greatly appreciate it. I, I, no I wanted to I wanted to ask you in terms of uh, you know your upcoming fight that's coming up uh, Thanksgiving week uh, here in the U.S. against uh, Shabransky. What uh, threats, uh, if any, that you see that he may pose to you in the ring? Do you see any threats uh, that make him a, a dangerous opponent to you? Uh, I, I didn't understand the hundred percent of the question. On the key, I'm on Skazalch at a block at some chip. On his Pugalsa Pibia, Tipo John Kazalch, Puyabudu Vigret Boy, and Buddhist Lokki Boy, and the Premier. Oh, Slava Slava Shabansky is dangerous, will be dangerous fighter in November 25 because he's very motivated right now. Uh, this fight uh, is gonna be for double belt title, you know. He never been champion. Uh, he he nothing to lose, you know. He's just uh, like uh, going to like a warrior uh, into the ring, and uh, he's gonna be dangerous, you know. I should be careful and uh, uh, was and uh, and should be ready for for anything that he will offer, you know, inside the ring. Now, in terms of, um, you know, you uh, making a statement against uh, Shabransky, you know, obviously with the recent defeats, uh, you know, toward obviously your only two defeats, do you feel you need to make a statement against him? No, I'm not going to make any statements, you know. I just want to just show, want to show you, boxing fans, uh, quality boxing, you know, and how I can to fight uh we, we we can see everybody november 25 uh i know only one thing that this fight for me will be one of the best fights in my career in terms of you know your your next chapter i know you mentioned that and you know us as boxing fans we're looking forward to seeing that as well do you uh are, are you looking to be undisputed light heavyweight champion again Yes, I want it. I want it, and I'm ready. Uh, right now, I reloaded, you know, my my mentally, my body, my psychology. You know, I'm ready to to be great champion again. Like 
just uh, like uh, I'm ready to fight in like a mo- uh, around three years more. And we're looking forward to seeing that. And you know, one thing Kovalev, you honestly said that you know, obviously said that uh, you're looking for um, you, you know a next chapter in your life. Who do you see yourself uh, fighting against um, in, in the future? And uh, if Ward uh, was not to stay retired, would you look to get another shot at him as well? You know, uh, I never avoid any boxers. You know, I never avoid any fighters, and uh, just uh, uh, who promoters uh, offer me to fight, I sign it. I sign this contract and uh, fighting, and I'm ready to fight anybody in in the boxing. You know, because this is boxing, and the first for me, but they're not a business. For uh, is the most fighter boxing. Professional boxing is the business right now. It's the wrong thing, you know. It's the uh, it's the wrong for the boxing. Uh, I'm professional boxing boxer, and I'm ready to fight anybody uh, for the title and for for the uh, unification fight. You know, like let's let, let, let see what happens November 25. Like I'm interested, you know, like to see uh, my future career, how is it going. Wonderful, Sergey. Well, listen, on the behalf of uh, Heavy Bag Boxing, you know, we're looking forward to the next chapter uh, with, with the, your fight coming up November 25th, and uh, we are definitely looking forward to that. I'm actually going to pass you to another writer, uh, Rob. He's actually going to have a few more questions for you as well. Rob, whenever you're ready. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you Jules. <clears throat> Sergey, um, First and foremost, are you anxious to get back in the ring now, finally, after uh, going through the ward fights? How anxious are you getting back in the ring? Yes, I'm already missed to fight, you know, like, and uh, I'm, I, 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 I'm waiting uh, November 25th uh, to get into the ring and uh, get uh, one of my belts back, you know. Uh, I'm very really happy for this opportunity. Right. And um, one of the things that I was wondering, there's been some talk about your trainer going into this fight. Um, who are you training with now? Right now I'm working with Uzbekistan uh, coach uh, uh, Abror Kusuntuwadov. He's a amateur coach, uh, but right now he's just uh, started working with uh, like a professional coach uh, with uh, professional fighters. Uh, I'm the first uh, his uh, professional fighters. Fighter uh, first his 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 guy uh, uh, Olympic champion Paisidin Gabe Nazarov. Uh, tuned to pro uh, this year or lo- last year probably and uh, yeah I believe that he, he he tuned to pro last year and I'm in the second fighter uh, like a pro and I'm very happy to work with him very comfortable you know like and I mean uh, comfortable why uh, comfortable because he's he he giving he gives me uh, very interesting workout, you know. Like he understands what he's doing. Uh, he he uh, would discuss about uh, any tactics, you know, for for our future fight. Uh, and uh, I I'm very happy to work with him, you know. Like uh, and result we will see November 25. Okay. Um, that's real good to hear. So, have you completely wiped out your old camp, or are you still um, training with some of the other people that you had trained with prior to prior to this fight? Sorry, I didn't understand your question. Все все такие самые все команды поменял что все все такие самые или что новый новый пришел в новую команду? Uh, no, I just changed it. I, I, I just changed the uh, coach, you know, like uh, hit coach, and also uh, I working with the conditioning coach uh, Alexander Sidov uh, from uh, Russia. 
uh, he helped me already uh, for last fight, and uh, right now uh, he started to help me uh, earlier, you know, than the last fight, and we we made with him very great uh, training camp in the mountains for physical and conditioning, you know, I'm feeling good right now, and uh, I'm interested, you know, like, uh, w- what is my shape, and, uh, but we can check my shape in November 25. So, with, with all that being said, is there any new wrinkles or anything that you're going to show us in this fight? Sorry, guys. Could you repeat again your question, please? Oh, yeah. Is there anything new that you're going to be able to show us in this fight? Any new wrinkles or anything that you guys have been working on that we haven't seen before? Uh, you know, like, it's the most important. Don't show you. Uh, something false <laughs> what I had in my last fight, you know, <laughs> two last fights. I just, uh, I just uh, should be, uh, should be same crusher when I was uh, before, uh, before Chilembo fight. All my problems started uh, with the Chilembo fight, you know. But right now, I cleaning up my body, I cleaning up my uh, mentally, I cleaning up everything. And right now, working uh, and uh, focus on November 25. You, you're gonna see back of Russia. That's good to hear. So my last question then for you would be, um, with with what happened in your previous fights, do you believe that the way boxing is set up now, do you think that the judges and the referees kind of cater toward boxers more than fighters? kind of like the Ward style, kind of Mayweather style, more than your style? You know, I, I, I'm not a referee, I'm not a judge, you know, like, uh, I, I'm a boxer. I don't know uh, which boxer like to, to the referee or, or any judges. Any judges, you know, and... Uh, uh, and uh, would like to uh, to get a fair and a right decision to this guy who deserve hundred uh, percent victory, you know, in each fight. Because like uh, when a wrong stoppage or uh, wrong decisions like uh, makes uh, very uh, very bad for each person of boxers. And uh, like uh, breaking like some plans or something, you know, like some future of any boxers, you know, it, it, it should be. I think so. It should be hundred uh, percent fair and uh, honestly. Uh, I respect any judges and I believe that in my in the future uh, I will be. Uh, I will be uh, under right decision of, of the judges on in, in, in any referee. Sorry for my English. <laughs> oh no, great, great answer. I definitely appreciate it. Um, that's all I had for you. I'm going to go ahead and uh, turn this back over to Jules or Lucas. Go ahead, guys. Thank you, Kovalev. Thank you very much. Well, we definitely appreciate you coming on, Kovalev, and uh, looking forward to watching your return on the 25th. Thank you very much for your attention to everyone. All right, Jules and Rob, uh, really good interview. I know uh, 
Shabransky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he'll be both. Yeah. Sounds like uh, trying to definitely be... in the right frame of mind, and uh, definitely sounds like the crush is going to come back. Uh, you guys expecting a big knockout come the 25th? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's going to be a short fight. I think it'll be a real short fight. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to agree with you too, Rob. I think that unless, you know, um, Kovalev says he wants to get some rounds in, which I doubt. I mean, I think he wants to make a statement, you know, once again. Um, you know, he, he lost. He was stopped, um, you know, but by Ward in his last fight. And I think that he wants to, you know, basically bring back that aura of the crusher. You know, before the Ward fights, you know, Sergey had this aura of being a destroyer. And I think that that aura kind of decreased, you know, with the two Ward fights. And I think, you know, uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, with um, Savansky, uh, unfortunately, he's going to be that sacrificial lamb for people to say Kovalev still has that uh, thunderous power. Right. But I do want to add the, the most interesting fact in this, and, and I hate to bring it up, but the, the issue with the trainer. He's being quoted in other websites as saying he doesn't feel that he really even needed a trainer going into into his career further. Um, I like the fact that he's giving this guy a shot. I like the fact that, you know, he has comfortability with this guy and he feels more comfortable. I don't know what happened with Don J- David Jackson. I mean, remember, this is a guy that took him into the gym um, unwillingly and made him into, you know, made him. You can't really say he made him into the star he is, but he coached him into this big star that he is today. So I just find that interesting right there that, that he's taking on a, a brand-new trainer virtually unknown to any of us or the boxing world, you know. But um, I'm definitely interested in seeing that what new wrinkles and stuff like that that can put in it. And I'm really glad to hear about his conditioning, the way that he, he's going about that. Well, to play devil's advocate, I mean, I don't know if he necessarily needs a trainer, and I'm not going to say John David Jackson really, you know, made him into who he is. I think Kovalev was who he was well no, before. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Well I don't want to say that. I, trust okay. me, I definitely don't want to say that. I mean, he coached. One to clarify. Into, yeah. But no, I mean. Honestly, at a veteran stage, I think you need more of that, just that person with moral support, someone to just keep you on the straight and narrow as far as your diet and your exercising goes, someone to keep you honest, basically. You don't necessarily have to have a trainer, um, and I think he will be just fine without it. I mean, it it honestly depends on the fighter and their relationship. Um, It sounded like towards the end – uh, the second Andre Ward fight, I know there was a lot of controversy with between him and John David Jackson. Nobody ever really got to the bottom of it. Um, but it, it may actually be better for Sergey to actually have that part of his life be over with. I mean, especially if it was a lot of controversy and back and forth with uh, John David. It's, it's good that he has that over with and has that behind him now. So <clears throat> Now, guys, we got a, a, a big weekend of boxing. It's it's been a little slow lately for the sport, but it seems to be picking back up. Yeah, I mean, um, we we have a great fight planned in December, not to look past these fights this weekend. But I just think that um, in these fights coming up this weekend, just like the last set of fights we had, I really don't see any upsets um, on on any card here. I see some good matchups and everything. But I really see, you know, Wilder going through Stavern, uh, and I see Porter going through Granados. I really don't see it being a big, a big weekend that's going to showcase a lot of competition. <laughs> you just ran through our list, man. You weren't supposed to give out predictions just yet. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. I'm not. I mean, I'm not really predicting I mean, anything. You just said your predictions. Huh? <laughs> Rob, Rob says, "Ran get this out of the way right now." Uh, yeah, I guess, I guess we don't have a show anymore. It's over, <laughs> Rob. Um, let's let's revisit that though, there, Rob. Um, 
Also on the undercard for Showtime, I'm not even sure if this is going to be televised, but we do have Dominic Brazil taking on Eric Molina. Uh, you know, that'll be an exciting fight. I think it's TV worthy. Whether it'll be aired or not, it, I, I'm thinking, I think it is. I'm thinking no. I, is it? Yeah, I, I think it is because Brazil was supposed to fight Stavern on the main card on, on television. Okay, great. I'm glad to hear it, that. It may I not. I mean, don't quote don't quote me on that, but I know that Brazil and Stavern was supposed to be tele, televised. Mm-hmm. We got uh, two title fights, but let, let's go back to Sean Porter versus Granados, guys. I'm going to talk about that one a little bit more in detail. Okay. Now, Jules and, and Rob, whoever you want to take this, um, we saw Adrian Granados take on Bronner. Um, a lot of people believe Granados won. It was definitely a close fight. Um, Granados, of course, not with the backing of a huge promoter, ended up with the uh, the loss. But is Sean Porter not a better style for Granados than Bronner was? Um, That's a good I'll, question. I'll, I'll take this one. Uh, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. I feel that... This fight, and no disrespect to Granada's, I feel like this is a fight to make Sean Porter look good because Sean Porter really has, in my opinion, the strength and the size advantage. And Granada's is not a mover or a boxer. So, you know, Granada's is going to be, you know, right in front of him. And, and in my opinion, I think Sean Porter um, is, is going to beat Granada's. Would I think it would be a competitive fight? I do think so. I think it would be competitive because Granada's has a lot of heart and a really good chin. But I think in terms of, you know, the, the strength and the, the size, I have to give it to uh, Porter. And I think that's going to overwhelm Granada's eventually in the later rounds. Okay. I, mean, I agree with I agree with uh, what Jules is saying, but my, my issue is, is that Broner is a duck. I hate to call him out like this on the radio, but to me, Broner is a duck. Um, Porter's a real dick. Porter doesn't play in the ring. He doesn't. He's all about business when he's in there, and he puts up a lot of pressure. And Granados, the thing I disagree with what Jules is saying is, is I agree he has heart. Um, as far as the chin goes, he's been down several times in fights. Now I'm not saying that. I'm not questioning that. I just question the the difference between chin and heart. There, I think if you if you get hit on the chin and, and take a knee, to me, you know, your chin might be a little questionable. But but he does have a lot of heart. The issue here is is that I don't think that you know I think he'll be able to get off a, off the canvas. But how many times can he do that? Because Sean Porter is going to pressure him all night, and he's going to give him different looks that Broner doesn't do. And he's going to let his hands go. And that's the main issue right now with Adrian Broner. If you look at what's wrong with Adrian Broner, if he doesn't let his hands go, he's not willing to engage. And Sean Porter not only is willing to do both, he's willing to take charge. And that's the difference in this fight, the big difference in this fight. So I really, I, I really think that's the biggest advantage to me. I think it'll be competitive, but again, for how long? I don't think it'll go the distance. You, you, and this is what um, I think a, a lot of people are maybe misinformed. I mean, you're right, he does have heart, but he does have one hell of a chin. I mean, it's not that you get dropped, it's that you get back up. We all know Granados has an extensive record, right? I mean, a very deceptive one at that. Yes, it's 18-5-2, but he has faced some big names. And you may be Surprise, I don't know, maybe you're not, but he has not lost any of those by knockout. Not one. He gets up, and he finishes a fight. Um, now, to me, he competed with Bronner. I think he edged it out, maybe even a draw. It was a very close fight. Um, and I think Porter maybe even played more into his stylistically than Bronner did. However, the only question now is can Granados get and keep him honest with his own power? Can you keep him away and back him up when he's... You, you, you already know the That's, answer to that, though. I think you can. 
You think he can? I, I, I say no. You don't think he can keep Porter off of him? I say no. I, and it's an emphatic no to me, for me. We uh, That's, we see differently. I don't know. Uh, Jules, how do you no, I mean it's it's a good it's a valid point though it's a valid argument I agree with you it's a valid argument but I don't think he can I don't think he'll be able to keep uh, Porter off of him I don't I don't think Keith Thurman kept Porter off of him enough and that's why that fight was was so close and if Keith can't can't keep him off of him enough then Granados to me cannot you're you're forgetting something Bronner put him down. Broner Porter, yes, yeah. correct. But that's my issue with Broner is, is he does not let his hands go enough to do that. So when he does, uh, Broner has the power and he has the skill to do that. With, but if you're going to just bring it with one punch and catch him off guard because you haven't been throwing punches the whole fight, yeah, Broner can knock him down. That's my argument there in my opinion. And Granados is going to let his hands go, but he doesn't have, to me, he doesn't have the power to, to keep him off of him. That's my opinion. Sorry, Jules, chime in here any second, Jules, any moment. Granados, uh, so you're saying Granados' power is, is overrated? I mean, he is a volume puncher, so he's not going to come at uh, Porter like, like Bronner did, you know? I think. I don't think Granados is um, overrated. If anything, he is underrated. I, I definitely agree with you about him being underrated. But I think that his his heart in this fight, as far as the matchup goes, gets him in trouble. Because to me, he doesn't have the power to keep uh, Porter off of him. And he's going to um, come with the heart and everything there. He might get knocked knocked down once. He might get knocked down twice, but the pressure is still going to keep coming, and he's going to eventually succumb to that pressure before 12, 10 rounds or 12. And also, I, let's, let's, let's also take it to, to, to consideration that Porter, man, has a really good chin. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, I felt like he really took some bombs from Thurman, and, you know, he just kept coming. And, I mean, I feel if Thurman couldn't really keep – Porter off him. I don't see Granada's doing it. I mean, we can all agree. That's no disrespect to Granada's that Granada's is not a bigger puncher than Thurman. <laughs> you know. So my thing about it is that I just don't see, as you said, Rob, uh, Granada's being able to keep uh, Thurman. Off, I mean, excuse me, Porter off him. I, I just, I just don't see it, and that's going to be the problem. You know, between uh, uh, Porter's ridiculous strength and conditioning. And once again, in terms of skill level, I don't think that Porter is all that higher than Granada's in terms of skill. You know, I never thought Porter was this phenomenal boxer. You know what I mean? That you're like, oh, my God, did you see the way Porter looked last night? Like, nobody really says that. But it's always been his, his, his strength, his conditioning, his will to win, and his really, really good chin that has allowed him to win fights. Yeah, and yeah, I agree. I think that he did look great in the Alexander fight, though. I really think that was a fight everybody talked about Sean Porter after he beat Alexander. Yeah, that too, and Kell Brook. But Kell Brook, to me, Kell Brook more, it wasn't something where you, it wasn't definitive. I think it was more definitive when he beat Alexander. You know, I think I think it was more definitive when he did that. When he beat Broner, it really looked like Broner beat himself more than it did Sean Porter beat Broner. Right. And then, of course, when he fought Keith, then it was a very close fight, but Sean didn't do anything different. And if you're going to give Keith that same look and he knows what's coming, that's how Keith was able to, to dictate and win that fight. In my opinion, this right. one is a little different being that Granados knows he's going to have to take heat, knows he's going to have to take pressure, and he's going to try to use his chin and his heart and punches to try to offset that. And I just don't see Granados beating the guy to do that. Honestly, it's going to be a great fight regardless. Like, this one is going, this one to, is going to be something to be that, uh, that uh, is, is highly, is highly watched because, because I, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little not on national TV like a Fox or something like that. 
uh, on a PVC because honestly it would be get a lot of views. I mean, this is going to be one. There's a lot of trading. Uh, definitely a fan friendly fight. Um, the one thing I don't want to see, and the one thing that where this fight can go south, is that if it is a close fight, because if it's a close fight, we know what's going to happen. You gotta right? go to the. You gotta go to the judge. Well, no, not not even that. But who? How are the judges going to score it? That's my my question and my doubt. Um, for all of boxing. Guy with a big promoter usually gets that bump. So, um, well, I can say ahead of time, before the head fight even goes down, that if it's a close fight, unfortunately, Granados loses. Well, most definitely. We, we know that if Adelaide Bird gets the assignment, it'll be 118 110. <laughs> All right, Joel. Right. Well, I'm mad at you for that. Chicago. That's too soon. Even in Chicago, that's, that's, soon, that's what happens. And no, it's not. Adelaide Bird, man, we're. <laughs> That's too soon. That's too soon. It's too soon, Julie. I had to do it. I had to do it. I'm sorry. I had to do it before the new year was before the year ended. It's too soon. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, let, let's talk about Bermain Stavern for you in the show. Um, I want to dive into it a little bit deeper. I know we had Bermain Stavern on the show. Um, he definitely seems, you know, reinvigorated and uh, motivated to win, but. Um, what are his chances really like, guys? So, I don't want to get on a rant tonight. I really don't. Uh, but I, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse when it comes to, to Deontay Wilder. The man is very talented, but he's also dedicated. He's dedicated to the sport, and he is very powerful. Now, the first fight, Looked a little different, but there were different variables in that fight, being that I understand that Stavern is saying that he wasn't 100%. And he sure didn't look it, but he looked like coming into the fight, he was ready to go. And and Wilder was able to offset that. I also think that Wilder wasn't 100% talent-wise going into that fight, being that that was his biggest fight up to that point in his career. I think he's gotten way more confidence since then. He's learned how to put guys away, especially guys that are tougher, that don't want to be put away, like uh, Spazilka. You know, uh, Spazilka is a tough heavyweight. And, and he wait, 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 wait. Did you just say Spazilka's tougher than Stavern, though? Not tougher, just as, in my opinion, just as tough. I don't. I I see Spazilka, Stavern on on similar type of level. Okay. Now you disagree with me, Lucas. You disagree with me heavily because you're looking at their records. Am I right? Well, I mean, if if you're comparing fights with Wilder, Spazilka did an amazing job. Like I thought he was actually outboxing in, in parts. Um, he did. Until the knockout, yeah, Stavern he got stayed knocked on his out. Feet, <laughs> yeah, even when he was stayed on his feet for twelve rounds. There's a Correct. huge yeah. He's Stavern's the only man to be able to stay up with him for twelve rounds. So to call him as tough, but as, that was earlier. I no didn't Spazilka. I like Spazilka. I think he has an awesome style, and he surprised me with how he fought Wilder. But to to say he's tougher when Stavern was able to last all twelve and be the only one to do so, that's that's overstepping a boundary for me. So yeah. what my point is, but what my point is, sorry, Jules, let me get this. What no, my, what my point is, because back to what my point is, is that he, you're right. He he played Wilder tough, just like Stavern played Wilder tough. But Wilder got through it, and he knocked him out. So he has that experience under his belt because of fights like that now. So now going into this fight, he's already learned that. He's already been through that type of fight. So when he faces Stavern, he's going to know how to put him away and win. That, that's how I feel about it. Now, we can argue all day whether Spazilka is tougher than Stavern. The records show otherwise. I agree. But Wilder, in my opinion, is way above Stavern's level. And he's going to show it in this fight. He's going to be able to put him away just like he learned against fighting guys like Spazilka. That, that's that's no my argument. 
Jules, what were you going to say? You know, I think, Rob, you made a point in terms of Wilder being above Stavern because only for the fact that Stavern has been so inactive for, what, like three years? I think he only had one fight in, you know, you know what I mean? In like a two, three year span. And I I think that's really, really going to hurt him. I think it would have been a much closer fight or at least a more competitive fight if the rematch happened, you know what I mean, right after they fought the first time. But, you know, he's been inactive, and, and even, you know, the last fight that he had, um, you know, it was it was a, a, a pretty tough tough win that he had to get. So I, I think right now it, it's tough. I mean, once again, sometimes fighters do well when they take a break, you know, but three years is a long time, especially for a heavyweight, you know. It's like, I don't know. You know, I don't know. It's it's, it's going to be a tough call. Things that you said right there is that uh, Stavern has been inactive, so that that is going to definitely play a part of it. But he wasn't a hundred percent, according to him. He he was deathly ill during the first fight, and he lasted twelve rounds. Oh, absolutely. So the absolutely. point I'm trying and to I'm make not, here I'm not saying that he wasn't right. Go ahead. No, no, you're right, Jules. You're right. But the point I'm trying to make here is that. At less than, what do you tell us? He was at 30%, I believe. Lucas, don't quote me on that, but if you roll the tape, I believe that's what he said was more like he felt like he was at 30%. So him being off for so long, kind of same situation. So you would think at least he would be able to compete, if not more, because he's not ill this time. He's just a little rusty. And my point of it is, is I just think that's not going to matter to Wilder. Wilder is, to me, more talented, and it's going to show, and he's going to be able to get him out of there. Now, it's not going to be an early early stoppage, but, it, yeah, I think he can get him out there in the late rounds. Yeah. It's, to me, it's not even a matter of, of power or boxing ability. Um, to me, the reason I see Wilder with an edge is simply for his physical attributes, his height and his range. Yeah, you're right. Um, mainly because I believe if Stavern could get inside on a normal basis, Stavern can win. However, Wilder was able to keep him at range a lot. But when Stavern was able to get in, he actually was able to hurt and land some effective punches against Wilder, specifically the left hook. The left hook, um, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah. And, and it, it's something that we saw a lot, and I really, truly believe if you shrunk his arms and Wilder down to match the same attributes that Stavern is, Stavern wins. But you don't do right, that. That's but, not the way – you know, that's, that's not possible. But if you did, I think Stavern wins. I think so. Right, and, and then don't However, forget that jab. <laughs> True. It is a, it's a good job. But let's uh, let's go back because I, I, I'm going to go ahead and uh, go back to the the actual predictions now. Um, it sounds like you guys are both picking Granados to lose, so Porter win. Now, Jules, are you saying Porter by KO, Porter by decision? How do you see it? No, I'm definitely saying Porter by decision. Um, I, I don't no. see it. Um, you know, I don't see him knocking out uh, Granados. Uh, I, you know, I think it will be, you know, I, I think that Granados will lose, in my opinion, by unanimous decision, but I, I don't see him getting knocked out. And Rob, same thing. And I'm glad you said that, Jules. I'm glad you said that, Jules. And you're absolutely right, Lucas. I see a stoppage. I see, I see a stoppage. I think it'd be mid rounds or late, but I think that he'll stop him. I like Porter. I think he's a good fighter. I don't think he has the kind of power that maybe you think he does, Rob. I think he he's mainly just a uh, aggressive fighter. Um, I really don't see a knockout or even maybe a stoppage. Granados is too tough for that. Um, I think it's going to be a close fight, a lot closer again than most people are thinking or predicting. And again, Granados is going to get scorecards that uh, definitely do not reflect a close fight, as what happens usually in the past. And, uh, you know, it's, it's going to have to be like a meme for, um, 
God, for Granado, the fights have to end like a meme. He has to get a stoppage. He has to get a KO uh, against these bigger names. Um, he, he's going to get screwed. Now, on to maybe not even screwed, but it's going to be a good close fight. And Porter wins by decision. Porter wins that's, by decision. What he, that's what he really wanted to say, ladies and gentlemen. He didn't mean that there, there's corruption in boxing and all of that. He meant to say was it's going to be a tough, close fight. But oh, Porter no, I don't gets have the to say that there's. I don't have to say that there's corruption in boxing. I think everybody knows that. Anybody that's ever watched a fight. But, How dare um, you, Lucas? How dare you? <laughs> right. Thank you. Thank you. Too, uh, Jules. Too soon, Jules. Hey, look. I've been, too too soon, guys, I've been ringside. I've been ringside and seen a guy unconscious no, but win a fight. I, I know this. I know what you're going to say. That's a grown we, fight. We don't. We shouldn't bring that. We shouldn't bring that event up because that's literally local politics I, in Chicago, Illinois. That's really what that is. I didn't say any names, so. But no, we no no we're names. Not gonna, no names. We're not gonna go there. But um, regardless, I, I want to go on now and uh, say that Wilder is going to win, not by KO. It's going to be by decision. Um, could knock him out before. I don't see him knocking out now, especially uh, if him being more close to 100. Um, percent But guys, obviously, it sounds like you're both picking Wilder. <laughs> but how are you seeing it? You know, I respect you for that call right there, Lucas. I really do respect you for that call. Um, he's been on our show. He, ha- he 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 needs his respect for that, and I appreciate him definitely coming on our show and everything like that. That's that that's a respect call right there to me. I feel like you're you're respecting him enough to give him the twelve rounds, but he's not going to last the twelve rounds. There's no way to me he lasts 12 rounds with with Deontay Wilder. There's too many issues there. Um, There's too much rust that's going to come into play, and I don't really think that he's looked good in the fights previous to this one. I think he actually looked like he was a step below. Below. Jules? Oh, gosh. As a man of Haitian descent, uh, it's a tough one for me. I may have to go with Bermain Stavern uh, by first round knockout. No, no. <laughs> um, really, guys, <laughs> you want to bet? You want to bet on that one? Oh, I, I, I didn't say I was going to bet on it. We're, we're making predictions, oh. not bets, Rob. This is this is not oh, a okay. Uh, a I'll show. give you, I'll give you a hundred and one odds on that <laughs> if you do that. First round, no. First round. Do you want to take no, that? No, definitely not. Definitely not. I don't want to take that bet. I mean, um. God, you know what? I got to go with conventional wisdom. I mean, conventional wisdom system. For, uh, excuse me, that uh, Wilder wins and, and wins. Um, you know, once again, my my big thing is the layoff. I, I think that you know layoffs uh, really hurt fighters. It's 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 an exception. You know, you have to be an exceptional fighter like a Floyd Mayweather, where a two year layoff doesn't hurt you. You know, but when we're talking about the big boys, where you know those punches when they land, they hurt. You know, and you've been out of the, the ring for for a few years. It's 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 a tough call. And you know, the reality is that you know, Wilder he's been active, he's been you know facing competition. And um, I, I got to go with. I don't think Wilder stops Stavern. I I got to go with you, Lucas. I'm going with uh, um, go, going with a, a 12, 12 round decision. I oh, I, wow. I feel like in the first okay. fight, I feel like in the first fight, Stavern took Wilder's best shots. You know what I mean? And in my opinion, Stavern, I'm not going to say exposed Wilder, but he made us realize that, you know, Wilder has really won his fights on his athleticism. You know, granted, mm-hmm. his power, he's got power, but he's really won his fights because he was more athletic than his, his opponents. And Stavern really walked through those shots. And when he, when he walked through those shots, Wilder couldn't finish him. That's a very valid point, Jamal. Very valid However, he's gotten more experience, though. Lucas, you don't think the man has looked better at all? You don't think he's he's gotten better as more experience came through? Who, Wilder? Yeah, yeah. I see the same old Wilder, to be honest. I knew you would say that. See, I knew you would say that. I knew you would say that. 
I mean, we haven't really seen a, a big step up in competition like I'd like. Um, you know, he hasn't had that kind of thrusting moment yet. Um, and with him facing Stavern again, this will be a really good test. I mean, honestly, this may be the toughest fight that he's fought thus far. Right, and, and it needs to be said with an asterisk behind it because Ortiz should have been in this fight. Now, I would have, y'all, y'all, Y'all would laugh right now, but I might have called it differently if Ortiz was in this fight. No, I, I, that's that's a very uh, fair uh, assessment. In my opinion, Ortiz, you know, would have been Wilder's greatest test in terms of not only a guy who can punch but who can box. I, I think that would have been a fight where you know Wilder would have really had to you know have a, have had to dig deep because he would have had a guy who's not going to be able to stand in front of him, you know, who can use angles. And, um, you know, Wilder's athleticism would not be able to carry him. He would really have to dig deep to, to win that fight because uh, Ortiz really is the better boxer than Wilder, if you really look at it. But on the flip side, let's also give Wilder his credit. The man wanted to fight Ortiz. Ortiz is the one who has deposit for PED, not not Wilder. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we can't really even say it would have been different from Ortiz because Ortiz, we're seeing now, you know, we we don't know. I'm not saying that he's cheated his whole career, but you know, once again, this is a massive uh, bombshell. You know that he that he failed the drug test. Lucas don't even want to comment on that part. You're absolutely right, Jules. Drug test to say this, uh, no, legally we try to stay away from. <laughs> right, I knew he would say that. No, but yeah, that's what I, I have want to, to go say. Further. Yeah, I don't want to go further right. into it. Right, but I have to say this though: you can still agree to fight. You can still agree to the fight, drug test or not. You can still agree. It, it might not be sanctioned. There won't be no belt or anything on the line, but you can still agree to fight the man. And Look at Povetkin I'm talking about. He still was allowed to fight even though he had two positive drug tests, you know, is what I'm talking about. That same night that he was scheduled to fight, he was allowed to fight. So he still could have agreed to fight for two. The issue here is is why, why not report because it was a masking agent. It wasn't an actual HGH. It wasn't a PED or anything like that. It was a masking agent. So if you're on, if you have high blood pressure, and the commission says, "What medicine are you on?" and you say, "I'm on this," and they say it's banned, and you say, "I'm a, I have high blood pressure." That's the end of story. You know what I'm saying, guys? So that's the issue. There is is that there's too much in a short period of time to take in. Why he's hiding this, why he's taking this masking agent and all of that. There's too much in a small period of time to outweigh to go ahead with the fight. No, no, I mean, I see where you're coming from, and uh, maybe we'll still get a uh, bombshell fight with the Vern um, Wilder, too. We can hope for the best. But after this fight, um, the, the good news is. There's fights out there for both guys. Wilder can move on and um, still have exciting fights, obviously. He's got Joshua. He's got other options out there. Let me say this. Uh, Anthony Joshua, please, Anthony Joshua, please stop being a punk. Please stop hiding behind your mandatories. It has to be addressed. Did you, did you see the interview after the fight, though? Jules, back me up on this. Did you see the interview after the fight? I did see the interview, but I worked I will, too I'm hard. Not gonna rush, for I'm not going to rush the judgment. I worked work too hard for these belts. I'm not willing to get rid of them. Man, come on, y'all. Screw those belts. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Screw those belts. Fight the man. Fight the man next year. Agree to the fight. Quit hiding behind your mandatory. That's my message to Joshua or any Anthony Joshua fan out there. I don't like the boy right now, and my dad is a huge Anthony Joshua fan. Look, quit hiding behind your mandatory. Not necessarily hiding behind a mandatory. Mandatory 
literally means mandatory. Like, if you want to keep the belt. No, no it doesn't, though. No, it doesn't. I, I respect it because, honestly, yes, a lot of those people don't want to see the, the mandatory fights. Some of those fights are, are against guys that you don't want to see. But you know what? I'm tired of these guys throwing away the belt and saying, screw it, I don't care. I'll just vacate it and then go win a fight uh, just for some money. So I, I honestly respect the mandatory fights. Um, it's it's not necessarily a bad thing. I, I see where some fans are coming from and that, and that they don't like it. I see where you're coming from, Rob, but um, it's playing devil's Okay, you're right. But No, you're right, but let me give you a different take on that. Why do you need to fight the mandatories right now? Why can't you have a, a like, the Vern originally coming into this fight had to take money and agree? And not everybody's going to agree to that. Your mandatory's not always going to take money and agree. Or, like, in Joshua's case, I don't want to pay somebody who I know I can beat inside of 12 rounds money just to not take this fight so I don't have to vacate my belts to go to a bigger fight. I understand that completely. So these these sanctioning bodies and everything need need to step aside a fight or two to allow the best fight possible to happen before you make the guy fight their mandatory. Yeah. I don't know. Just just give him a little bit of a break, but uh what I was saying was is Stavern has other options too. Uh, it sounded like he has some beef with Big Baby Miller. Maybe we can see that fight. I think right? that is going to be a nice fight. That's a fight yeah, I'm actually. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Hell yeah. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I wouldn't be mad if Wilder says, "You know what? Let me get Big Baby out of the way, and then I'll fight Joshua." You know, because the reality is this. I know what you're saying, Rob. You're one of those guys who are, listen. I just want to see the best fight, the best. But well, we, 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 were, we were remember, talking about. We also we, remember I'm sorry, that. Jules. We, Jules, correct me if I'm wrong, Lucas. But you were talking about Stavern, Big Baby, right? I am. I'm talking about Stavern, Big Baby. Yes. So Jules is uh, is jumping that and talking about Wilder, Big Baby, right, Jules? I, you know Both what I am. I am. I mean, well, you know what? Yeah, Stavern, I would rather that fight than Stavern. I agree with you, Jules. I'm sorry, Lucas. Yeah, no, no worries. No worries. I, I, I'm glad that you, you clarified that. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm one of those guys where, honestly, I would like, you know what, put like this. I would like to see Big Baby fight the winner of Stavern versus Wilder if we don't get, you know, uh, those guys don't fight Joshua next year. Because as I was saying, you know, the boxing is a business. And, you know, I think, you know, Wilder and, um, you know, Joshua and everybody in boxing has seen the amount of money that Mayweather versus Pacquiao made. And, you know, those guys understand that they're in a position that they can milk this fight for a long time as long as they don't lose. You know, so you figure that this may be a Pacquiao Mayweather saga. I hope not. But those guys get two, three years of free publicity, you know what I mean, on ESPN. When's Joshua and Wilder going to fight? It'll be one of the biggest heavyweight fights of all time. Definitely. Um, And we're going to have to wait for it, I bet. I think they may... Go ahead and milk uh, Joshua Wilder, but that's uh, also saying that he gets fast to burn, so we have to uh, wait and see. Uh, but we are about out of time. Any other things you guys wanted to touch on? Well, um, we didn't. Did we go over the HBO fights at all? Oh. From last week. What's up, Lucas? You're talking about from last week? Yeah, it's okay. We don't have to go back to that. It's okay. Yeah, I think we just passed that up. Um, I probably should have brought that up I'm good on all that. (laughs) No, you're good. I'm good on all that. Um, I just want to say, like I've been saying on here, Jules, I love you. I love um, Syrian in the U.K., I love all those guys in the UK, but Joshua, please stop hiding behind your mandatories. Please stop doing it. Don't do it. It's not a good look. <laughs> His name's Kyrian, by the way. But <laughs> but yeah. No, I like Syrian. I like Syrian better though. 
I really do like hearing you. I like that better. better. I like that better. Well, I want to thank want to thank you, Rob, for coming on, Jules, as well, um, and of course our special guest Sergey Kovalev. Uh, it's a great show. Uh, thank you all for coming on, and uh, definitely check us out again. This was Tough Talk Tuesday. I hope you all have a good night. <laughs>